You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Happy Monday and thanks for joining me today and just welcome to another week of Pursuing God where we spend a few minutes together Monday through Friday to help you begin and get through your day with just a greater sense of God's activity and presence in your life. These are meaningful to you. I hope you'll share them with somebody else and maybe invite them to join us. And I just want to say congratulations to everyone who literally took the plunge last weekend and declared that you're all in as a follower of Jesus being baptized. I'm so proud of you, grateful that you took that important step. You know, Eastside is one church and one mission and vision, but we meet in multiple locations and people on every campus are cheering you on because of the step that you took to be buried with Jesus and raised to walk in a new life as a follower of Jesus. You know, this week, I want to have an honest conversation with you about fear. According to a national study, among the top 10 leading fears of Americans heading into 2024 included uh, terrorism, crime, Uh, election-related violence, people we love dying, becoming seriously ill, world war, running out of money in the future. Most people could add to that list, you know, their own personal fears that they struggle with, uh, fears about marriage, their children, their education, their personal finances, fears about their job. At some level, we all struggle with fear. And so I want to talk about it because we want our church family to be a safe place where it's okay not to be okay. And deep down, I think a lot of us are saying, I'm scared. And underneath those words, what many of us really mean is that we struggle with anxiety. Fear and anxiety are related, but they're also very different. For example, fear sees a threat and reacts. Rattlesnake, run. So sometimes fear is an amazing gift. Fear is what keeps your kids from running out into the street, getting hit by a car. Dustin Nickerson is a Christian comedian who spoke for an event we had a few years ago, and he says, we fear the wrong things. (laughs) We fear spiders, but not diarrhea, and yet more people die from diarrhea than spiders. So you should fear a chalupa from Taco Bell. That's what you should fear. Fear sees a threat and reacts. Anxiety imagines a threat and can't move forward. Anxiety has been described as a tidal wave of what-ifs that rush over us. What if there's a rattlesnake? I can never go where snakes make their home. What if there's a bear? Don't ever go into the woods. What if a plane crashes? I can never fly by airplane. Anxiety is a constant state of what ifs. What if I get sick? What if my kids get sick? What if we're headed toward World War III? What if I never get married? What if my spouse leaves me? What if the plane crashes? What if I'm a bad parent? What if my Kid has learning disabilities. What if they fail in school? What if they never graduate? What what if they never get a job? And what if they never get married and we never have grandkids? Our future is forever ruined. Do you know what research indicates is the most anxious nation in the world? Switzerland. No, it's not Switzerland. It's the U.S. We get the gold medal for anxiety. You see, Fear is temporary and can be good because it takes us, makes us take action, but anxiety lingers. And so you find yourself where your body feels tight all the time, your chest tightens. People describe it as difficulty breathing. Have you ever had seasons where you can't sleep? You wake up tossing and turning between 2, 4 a.m. in the morning over and over again? I have. That's called anxiety, where you wake up with a series of what ifs playing in your mind over and over and over. 
Many of us who follow Jesus have been told that if you struggle with anxiety, that something's wrong with your faith. Something is wrong with your relationship with Jesus. He came to give us peace. And so if you have anxiety, something is wrong with you. Can I just ask you to take a, take a deep breath right now? Don't miss what I'm about to say. If you have anxiety, you're normal. Welcome to the human race. I want to give you the context for what may be the most underlined, highlighted verse in the Bible. The Apostle Paul writes these words, not from the Four Seasons Resort in Maui, but from a dark, dank prison cell, while waiting to get his head chopped off for preaching about Jesus. And from that traumatic location, he writes in Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything. Some translations say, be anxious for nothing. And immediately we want to challenge Paul and say, whoa, dude. If you'd said, be less anxious, that would have been like a big enough challenge. But don't be anxious about anything. Is that really what you meant to say? Well, fortunately, that's not what that verse means. In the original language of the New Testament, that verse means don't allow yourself to be found in a present, constant, day-to-day state of anxiousness. The command is not don't ever be anxious. The command is Don't live in a perpetual state of anxiety day after day, week after week, month after month. You don't need to carry that burden forever. And in the days ahead, we're going to be talking about God's remedy for our anxiety. God, I don't know what's on people's hearts today, maybe even right now as I pray. They've got some what ifs going on, what ifs in their life, their family, their future. And I just pray that you'll take the words this week to build our faith in you, to cast our anxiety on you, knowing that you care for us even today. Uh, May we do it and ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Catch you back here tomorrow. You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. 